0: And now America's number one show on pop culture and politics this is the Michael Medved show
1: hi good night everybody oh that doesn't work Uh, and another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth of course I was doing a tribute to John Fetterman before Uh, no better way to begin than saying hello or hi good night everybody And uh, that actually is one of many, many notable lines in this amazing campaign that is just drawing to its climax, to its end. It is Election Day. Uh, Democracy may not be on the ballot, but John Fetterman definitely is in a very close race in Pennsylvania. We will bring you the very latest on that. And uh, there's a fascinating point that is made by Matt By over at The Washington Post. And... uh, it's an answer to those people and there are many 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 of them they've all jumped on board saying that the democrats have actually blown this election because they've done such a poor job of messaging uh, matt by says messaging isn't the democrats problem with the midterms reality is their problem uh we will get to that on the michael medved show but first off Uh, having sleepless nights because of all the excitement and anticipation of uh, the election and election night and with uh, uh, all kinds of reports about them not being able to get definitive results uh, tonight. It may be till tomorrow morning. It may be till um, Wednesday night. It could be a long time for some of these very close races. But with all of that, with Sleepless Nights, rock star Greg Tomlin and uh, Jeremy Steiner, pride of Hillsdale College, my two associates on the show, compiled a collage of favorite and magical moments from the Democratic campaign in this 2022 election. Listen. Hi, good night, everybody. Our democracy is on the ballot democracy
0: on the ballot it's not just a slogan
1: losing this democracy could very well be the end of the world
0: i believe that we will hold the house
1: when i hear people talk about inflation as i heard them there we have to change that subject i cannot wait to cast the deciding vote to break the filibuster on voting rights and reproductive rights i cannot wait abortion ban bill clearly you know this is a um,
2: literally call to arms in our country. That's an applause (laughs) line. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Why don't the American people, according to the surveys, trust Democrats, but instead trust Republicans?
0: I don't subscribe
2: to what you said, that they don't trust
0: us. People here defund the police, but you know what they'll say? Say reallocate, say divest, say move. Uh, But it's still the same thing.
1: The United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance.
0: With the republic of north korea representative jackie are you here where's jackie i don't think she uh, she, here. she was on his mind she was up top of mind and i'm sitting within a chair with you right now to have this conversation to really just address uh, the fact that i'm absolutely set to, f- to serve we saved the planet we're saving
2: the planet with record 360 billion
1: dollars to save the planet. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms.
2: No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking.
0: But I think John did very well.
2: Why not debate your opponent?
0: Look, we're six days out from the election and our campaign strategy
2: is our campaign strategy. Hi, good night everybody. We will work together and
0: continue to work together. (laughs)
1: A traditional Gem- Democratic victory song, which uh, they'll be able to hear in some races coming up uh, tonight. Uh, not many, I don't think, but uh, certainly some. I-, I do think that Governor Newsom in California, who is running <laughs> about 40 points ahead in the polls, I think he's a likely winner uh, as governor of California. But you know what? They have the Hee Chen uh, race in California, and uh, they have the Rick Caruso race for mayor of Los Angeles. Uh, We could have not a Republican mayor, but a former Republican mayor. Uh, Rick Caruso changed his registration so he could be a legal candidate in L.A. Uh, that's a joke. I mean, of course, you can be a legal candidate in L.A. and still be a Republican. Richard Reardon was actually the best mayor of recent years, and he was someone with a Republican background. Uh, The mayor's race in Los Angeles, incredibly close. And uh, between somebody who was a militant uh, liberal progressive, Karen Bass from Congress, against uh, a developer who's put in some estimates are 100 million dollars of his own money uh in ads to make it competitive in one of the most uh uh left leaning co- counties in in the state cities in the state cuz he's running uh for mayor of the city of los angeles uh we will be uh, speaking uh also to somebody who says that uh actually Republicans are doubling down on Trumpism tonight and uh, Daniel McCarthy in the New York Times says it looks like it's working great, okay? Uh, We will get to that as well on The Medved Show. First of all, Van Jones, who is consistently one of the, I think, the most astute of the progressive voices on TV. He uh, basically ripped the Democrats for the rhetoric they had chosen to use in their midterm messaging. Listen.
0: A lot of the uh, actual campaigns on the ground were focusing on uh, the, the economy, but you are correct. I think there was this kind of fool's gold, this idea that you know, the threat to democracy is so severe in the wake of this insurrection, in the wake of these election deniers, possibly grabbing control of the government, that that was something that you had to talk about. But you also have to talk about the economy I think the tragedy here is that uh, the Democrats have something to say on the economy in terms of what Biden has done when it comes to 10 million jobs, what Biden has done when it comes to prescription drug drug prices, standing up to China on the Chips Act, and also the fear of what Republicans will do. If you think it's bad now, I think Democrats should have been saying, wait until uh, Republicans shut down the government to knock out Social Security and Medicare. Wait until uh, prescription uh, drug uh, prices go up. But we didn't focus enough firepower on that issue, and I think it's going to potentially cost us.
1: Okay. Uh, Really, does anyone honestly believe, Van, that uh, you could scare people by saying uh, the Republicans are going to shut down uh, the government in order to uh, cut or get rid of Social Security and Medicare? Is that a a realistic fear that you're going to be able to gin up? There are some fears, uh, this from uh, uh, a local Fox uh, uh, report, where uh, in guess where there are some voting machine problems at 20% of polling locations in a very populous county in America. Which one? Well, we will reveal all. We'll also be talking with Henry Olson from the Ethics and Public Policy Center and the Washington Post on midterm predictions. And, uh, and, and much more about the uh, early election night results. ABC is warning people that the early election night results might not be indicative of the final tallies. It may change dramatically. Now why would that be? Is that a a part of a prelude to a fraud going on? Isn't that what happened last time with uh, President Trump going to bed thinking well we're comfortably ahead? It has to do with the order that they count votes and then there is the whole signatures issue. In uh, Pennsylvania. It's not even signatures. You, you need signatures. But dates. If you don't date your ballot, should it be counted? That is a hot issue already. We will be getting to more coming right up on the Medved Show. Hi.
0: Good night, everybody. 1 eight hundred nine five five seventeen seventy six 955 1776. The Michael Medved Show.
1: Makes
0: no sense. A Michael Medved show.
1: Well, we try to make sense. As of uh, the polls opening this morning, by that time, 42 million Americans had already voted in the midterm elections, which means that uh, there are likely to be, uh, as ABC News headlines, early election night results might not indicate final tallies and why that's okay. It may not be okay, because people may not react to it well, especially with this story out of Phoenix. Yeah, that's right, Maricopa County, where they've gone through um, countless uh, recounts, and I know that sounds contradictory, countless recounts, well, about five of them. They had one conducted by a group called Cyber Ninjas, which was privately funded, and took up millions of dollars, and they recounted all the ballots by hand. And what they found was that uh, Joe Biden carried Maricopa County, which allowed him to carry the state of Arizona, because it's the biggest by population by far county in Arizona. So where Phoenix is. And uh, the uh, part of uh, what, what happened was that uh, they found, when they did the recount with Cyber Ninjas, that it was the election uh, tabulations had been almost exactly on target but they had uh, found in the recount uh, about a hundred extra votes for Biden uh, not uh, <laughs> enough to make any kind of difference but uh, the difference would have been on the side of uh, of the Democrats and Joe Biden So today, they're saying that uh, there may be some voting machine problems at 20% of polling locations. And this in the midst of two very, very close elections, both the election for governor, where Carrie Lake is running against the Secretary of State, who's in charge of voting. She holds the position. She's in the same position Brian Kemp was in when he ran for governor the first time in Georgia four years ago. He was the Secretary of State, and he was running for governor. Uh, and and uh, Hobbs is actually uh, the Secretary of State in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, and she is running for governor against Carrie Lake. And then there's the very close and crucial could determine control of the Senate election between Blake Masters, the venture capitalist, and uh, a. Protégé of Peter Thiel and endorsed by Donald Trump. He is uh, running against uh, the incumbent Senator Mark Kelly. And uh, both races for governor and senator in Arizona are considered to be ties. They are very, very, very close, according to the polling. Uh, Here is the report from local Fox uh, TV in Phoenix about the problem with the voting machines. Listen. The machines are having issues; they're spitting the ballot back out. So, what you can do, and what they're suggesting you can do, is you can actually fold the ballot up, put it in here securely, and then we will have someone from both the Republican and Democrat side collect the ballots. They will bring them back here to the election office where they will be counted. Those votes will be counted at some point by tomorrow, so we will know that everybody's vote counts. Um, if the ballot the tabulator are not working don't panic right there is a lot of information there are many things that you can do if you do not feel comfortable putting it into that little slot that little box
2: yes so if our voters have gone through they've tried to put it through the tabulator and then our poll workers will direct them to put them down into to number three into that slot if they choose not to do that then they can tell the poll worker I would like to check out So they would check out of that location, and then they can go to one of the other 222 vote centers around Maricopa County.
1: Okay, uh, well, the specific addresses and number of locations having issues have not been confirmed. The Maricopa County Recorder's Office uh, says that technicians have been called to fix the precinct tabulator machines that aren't working. And let us hope that by now they are working. And uh, again, some of this has to do with the way this is going to be covered in uh, media. And of course there is bias that you can pick up all the time uh, listening to mainstream media. Uh, This is something that uh, was on the Today Show, which uh, began the Election Day coverage uh, with with statements that are clearly meant to influence voters in a democratic direction. At least it seems that way to me. Uh, This is clip 12. Listen. Welcome back. Well, on this election day, issues surrounding the economy are a top priority for many, many voters. Yeah, prices and inflation remain stubbornly high, the stock market way down, and there are widespread concerns about a possible recession.
0: And so many are asking this question, what impact will the midterms have on your money?
2: NBC's Tom Costello joins us with that part of the story. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, guys. Good morning. So, you know, the truth is Congress has really very little, if any, direct impact on things like inflation, on gas prices, which are set globally, or the financial markets. But surveys indicate the midterms could come down to a simple question. Which party
1: do you think is going to help you pay your bills? Okay, this is, uh, I mean, you have to remind people Congress has very little to do with it. Uh, because basically they have been processing the idea that the Democrats want to talk about abortion and they want to talk about the threat to democracy. Republicans want to talk about uh, inflation and crime. And uh, the idea that Congress has very little impact on what's going on, uh, The Wall Street doesn't think so. And you talk about your money. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up... Uh, 348 points and that's three days in a row it's a a huge huge increase in uh, the the stock market and why is that Reuters writes Wall Street climbed on Tuesday during voting in midterm elections that will determine control of the US Congress with investors betting on a political stalemate that could prevent major policy changes Uh, okay so what they are suggesting is that at least a divided government having uh, the Republicans in charge, certainly of the House of Representatives and probably the House of Representatives in the Senate could block the most irresponsible and threatening initiatives of the Biden administration and Wall Street trusts that a little bit but the notion that NBC is trying to advance that Congress has no impact on your money it has impact on everything it has impact on your tax rates what you pay for taxes there's a terrific piece in the Wall Street Journal today about the top 10 states in terms of taxes and the bottom 10 states in terms of taxes and not simply the amount of taxes they asked but the the efficiency and sensibility of the tax systems in those states so what do you learn from that we'll get to that one and more coming up later with matt Bai coming up saying the messaging isn't the democratic problem it's reality coming up
0: your outlet for outrage it is outrageous what you are saying the
1: michael medved
0: show this is outrageous One reality left. We are here and it is now. You get hold of that and hang on to it, you might as well be dead. The Michael Medved Show.
1: Well, thank you very much for that reminder. There, There's another reminder appeared in the Washington Post, and it's extremely cogent and very well argued. Uh, Matt Bai writes, uh, if you're one of those Democrats who's already complaining that the party is on the brink of disaster because it failed to find the killer message or didn't talk enough about the promising trends in the economy or didn't crow loudly enough about all the legislative successes, then I have to tell you, that's just total nonsense. Uh, Matt By is a contributing columnist for The Washington Post. He writes for the Bylines newsletter at bulletin.com. He's worked in the past for the New York Times, uh, where he was a chief political writer for the Sunday magazine of the New York Times and a political columnist for Yahoo News. You've covered six presidential campaigns. Okay, Matt, you're not saying that the Democrats have been doing a great job with messaging. It's just uh, what you're saying is it doesn't matter what the message is. What matters here is the reality. Of uh, for most Americans, what do you mean by that?
2: Yes, hi, Michael. Nice, nice to talk to you. Uh, you know, it, uh, you put it well. I mean, uh, you know, Democrats could always do better messaging; <laughs> they're not great at it. But uh, but you know, there is a tendency in the party to always think that everything boils down to message, and if you could just find the right slogan, you'd be all right. I'm re- I'm in terms of referenda, and uh, they're not like presidential campaigns, where I think actually the argument, uh, as I've long argued the argument in a presidential election is actually quite important uh, but but midterms of referenda and reality is uh, uh, for the voters right now is a strange confluence of high inflation rising interest rates higher gas prices a lot of disunion um and and a lot of cultural tension as well uh, a lot of it you know the, the, a lot of it sort of uh, democratically initiated and, it, by democrats and so Uh, All of that is the reality for voters every day, and I don't know that there was a message good enough um, to turn these midterms into an election that was not going to be really painful for the party in power, Uh, particularly when you consider that this is going to be the fifth straight president to lose um, quite possibly both chambers of Congress, at least the House, but the fifth straight who would lose both chambers of Congress. I think that's probably going to happen. And uh, that's a remarkable trend in American life and politics. We've not seen that before, and so those currents are very strong, and the dissatisfaction of the modern era is very strong.
1: Yeah, what you what you note here is that the one exception to that rule was in George Bush's first term. He actually didn't lose votes in the House of Representatives, but uh, in two two 2006... In the midterms for his second term, he uh, he got what uh, I think he called we he said we got whooped, right? Is Obama yeah, had I mean, a he, shellacking yeah, and right. George W. Bush got whooped?
2: Yeah, I mean it's kind of remarkable that we consider that a, a sort of a victory, right? That wait he had to wait to the second term to lose both chambers. He already lost control of the Senate early in his presidency, but that's the nature of the turbulent time uh, we're living in. I mean, it, essentially voters just. Keep, we're in a cycle right now, and you and I have talked about this before. I think we're, you know, voters just keep turning out the party in power, and the party that comes into power just keeps on interpreting that election result as a mandate for it to do whatever it wants. And lo and behold, four years later or, the, or two years later, the voters turn around and do it again. So, um, you know, we are we are in a, a stasis of instability, uh, and when you have economic indicators like these, and I think um, – and and democratic policy that frankly hasn't helped it uh, then then uh, you are you're, you're almost certainly going to have a wave election I think that's probably what we're looking at I don't know talk to me in a couple of days maybe I'll tell you I was completely wrong I'm not a good predictor but it feels like a pretty big wave to me
1: so why do you think uh, with the, with this wave this Republican wave uh, at, at, in prospect that uh, President uh, Trump uh, basically announced that he's gonna wait uh, a week before announcing his candidacy he had, they had been oh, widely man. discussed he would in Dayton Ohio he'd uh, do it uh, last night uh, what's his thinking
2: I, I there's no there's no more futile question in the world I long ago <laughs> gave up trying to figure out you know what Donald Trump was thinking and when I did try to figure it out long ago I was wrong so uh, I'll give him that. So I, I don't know his mind and I don't know what he's doing, but I, I, I do think most things that Trump does can be, in, in my view, attributed to, um, to getting attention and commanding uh, the spotlight. And he certainly got a lot of attention on the eve of elections by saying he was going to announce. He'll get more attention whenever he does announce, if he does announce. Uh, it's, all, uh, it's all a show. And and, uh, since we never figure out that it's all a show, we're very easily manipulated in this way.
1: There's another piece from The Washington Post. uh, It's actually from Jim Garrity, who writes usually for National Review. And it says, here's what to expect on day one of Kevin McCarthy's Republican-led House. Have you read this?
2: Uh, I did see it. I, I, I saw it, I think, yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's an incredibly bold agenda. You you mm-hmm. talk about uh, working on a mandate. The first change will be the removal of metal detectors outside the House mm-hmm. chamber put in place about a week after the violence. The second change will be to open House members' office buildings to the public and no longer require visitors to be escorted by a staffer. It's stuff like that. Does that kind mm-hmm. of herald... That maybe Kevin McCarthy is uh, being a little bit smart here, trying to avoid some of the over overconfidence uh, that uh, other victorious new speakers of the House have, have tried to mobilize in interpreting their mandate as a, a more significant than it was.
2: I'm reminded of an insurance commercial I like that sometimes plays during the ball game where the guy is doing a crazy sort of tiktok stunt on the side of the road and he says this is going to be seen by tens of people <laughs> you know I, is, these are policy changes that will affect tens of people you know um, I, I mean look I don't think Kevin McCarthy has uh, either the ability as a potential speaker <laughs> or the or the or the ability as a politician frankly uh, personally himself to rein in what's coming uh, with a Republican majority I think this is in you know, my own sense what I would say to Democrats who are going to feel some despair this week is this is going to be painful for Democrats to watch this is going to be tough there's going to be impeachment proceedings and a, a lot of craziness and a, and a lot of uh, a, a lot of conspiracy theories and uh, and it's and government's going to grind to a halt but uh, at the end of that road is going to be probably the same cycle we were just talking about which is voters saying well we don't want this we don't want the most extreme nutty version of the other side we actually want some some governance uh, and i i'm pretty skeptical they're going to get that governance from the kind of republican candidates who are likely to win office uh this week and i say this do week you, for, you know, nothing, do you really think that
1: do you really think that mccarthy would allow uh jim jordan who's going to be chairman of the judiciary committee and But that he would allow his colleagues to uh actually impeach uh president biden and what would they choose to impeach him on
2: well that's a great question and they never said so i I don't know i don't know that anyone needs an excuse anymore i think impeachment (laughs) is just one of these like biannual rights we're going to have to deal with now um you could see that coming as far back as the clinton administration but but i also i don't i don't think uh i'm not sure mccarthy can stop that wave which is so base driven, and that's our politics now. It's so driven by the constituencies and the party. But also, he's really shown me, and you know, I, I interviewed him many times over the years. Uh, you know, I certainly knew him at one time. He's not shown me uh, any place. I, I, I can I have a hard time thinking of any place where he's shown the spine and the steel to stand down uh, his own troops and say, we're not doing it this way. I mean, maybe that's how you get to be speaker, but I, I've seen nothing that makes me, uh, that makes me think that faced with that kind of core decision, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna do what, what he thinks is best rather than what he's being demanded by the party.
1: And that is fascinating. I actually find it rather chilling. I think one thing that America does not need is another impeachment crisis, but we'll see. Uh, thank you, Matt By. His piece is posted on our website at michaelmedved.com. The problem, not messaging, reality. On the eve of Election Day, that'd be right now, (laughs) an illegal battle has erupted in one of the most closely watched battleground states of the 2022 midterms. Um, I I was reading about this last night, because it was already on the verge of breaking out, and I was thinking, this is the dumbest thing in the world. This is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to Democrats, it's embarrassing to Republicans. It's embarrassing to America well here it is here's the latest a Democrat sued yesterday demanding that undated or incorrectly dated mail-in ballots be counted in Pennsylvania's election which could end up determining which party controls the Senate the lawsuit filed in part by Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman's campaign there's a juggernaut for you argues that a provision in state law requiring that mail-in ballots include the date on the outside of the envelopes violates federal law. The suit names the state's 67-county election boards as defendants. The plaintiffs, who also include the campaign arms of the House and Senate Democrats, insist that the date requirement is immaterial and that enforcing it would violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act. The date on a mail ballot envelope has no bearing on a voter's qualifications and serves no purpose, uh, they say in their suit, other than to erect barriers to qualified voters exercising their fundamental constitutional right to vote. This is a 17-page filing. Now, they had some success with this filing before, and then it went right up to the state Supreme Court and they didn't have a definitive decision it ended up being three to three because the presiding judge died he had been a democrat but he wasn't there the 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 basic idea here is that republicans are sort of left in the position where you're wanting to say to potentially thousands of people that uh... the if if you send in your mail-in ballot even if it arrives on time if you haven't written the date out correctly on the envelope, that the vote shouldn't count. And could this conceivably end up being enough votes? I think they say there have been 7,000 of them so far. In a bunch of counties, they are already uh, trying when to correct those ballots. In other words, if the ballot has arrived in time, and then before Election Day, uh, you would be notified by the people who had received the ballot and they saw that I uh, guess what the date wasn't correct on the outside of the envelope then you would have to come in a- and correct what is on the outside of the envelope so that it counts for you. I, it, the the difficulty here is I don't think it is a great look for Republicans frankly to try to make it more difficult for people to vote. and. Uh, again the idea of the date on the outside of the envelope even for something that has been postmarked in time and arrived in time to uh, have this be a determining issue in who controls the the upper house of Congress really Uh, well there's still all kinds of questions about how you win in this country if you ever win definitively anymore Without having the other side, whether it's Stacey Abrams or Hillary Clinton or whether it's Donald Trump, the other side claiming that you were rigged. Uh, here was President Trump last night in his big rally in Ohio and Dayton with J.D. Vance. Uh, Trump telling the crowd about his sterling political record. Listen. 2.5. I ran twice, I won
0: twice, and I did much better the second time than I did the first. Getting millions and millions more votes in 2020 than I got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country. True. The first step to saving America is winning an epic victory for Republicans tomorrow. I don't have to say dates anymore.
1: Okay, Uh, and then uh, he had this to say about Nancy Pelosi. No, he wasn't speaking about the attack her husband experienced, where Nancy Pelosi said in an interview that uh, that attack may change her willingness to continue in Congress. It's widely expected that if, if as expected, the Democrats lose the House, that she would leave Congress, even though she's about to get reelected to her seat from San Francisco. In any event, here's uh, President Trump on Speaker Pelosi.
0: Pelosi said, Please don't call them animals. They're human beings. I said, No, they're animals. Of course, I think she's an animal, too. You want to know the truth? They'll say, "Oh, what a horrible thing she said about Nancy. She impeached me twice for nothing, <laughs> nothing." They'll say, "Oh, these people, the fakers back there." They'll say, "What a horrible thing he called Nancy Pelosi an animal." Let me tell you what she does to this country and what she did to the and the turmoil, and it was all. I used the word yesterday. I shouldn't. My great first lady got very upset. I said, "I will never use the word bullshit again." <laughs> but what she did to us. In this country
1: okay and then uh, there was an inspiring aspect to his speech last night you've probably heard about it but you haven't heard it the way that it's released by uh, the Trump campaign Uh, we did not add the music here Uh, they did listen not to detract from tomorrow's
0: very important even critical election And I would say, in the strongest way, it's a country-saving election, specifically including the election of all the people that I'm going to name. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th, at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. We want nothing to detract from the importance of tomorrow.
1: Okay, um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure the solemn and inspiring music uh, is something that uh, President Trump needs. I mean, he gets a big response on his speeches anyway, right? Yeah, that's that's movie music from. Uh, uh, political movie pretty good one called the contender uh, came out years ago um, okay President Trump has a lawyer also who uh, during an interview her name is Alina Haba and uh, she issued a warning a warning to Florida governor Ron DeSantis this is Monday night after the president's rally in Dayton Here's uh, what the president, former president's lawyer, had to say to the uh, about-to-be-reelected governor of Florida.
0: I know a lot of people have
1: opined about Ron DeSantis saying, oh, he'd be a great VP, but he hasn't actually played it that way. No, I I don't think so. And, you know, DeSantis is DeSantis because of Trump. That's exactly So I can't speak to that because I'm not the... I think I like what DeSantis is doing in Florida, 100%. but he needs to stay in Florida. A hundred percent. Yeah, I voted for him for governor. Yeah. Yeah, listen, the governor, just stay where you are. You're doing a great job in Florida. And I
0: think I think if he does that, I think he's got a great shot in four
1: years to run. That would be perfect. don't jump the gun. Yeah, don't, don't jump the gun. He's not ready yet. No. He's not ready yet. You know, he's just gotten his feet wet, oh, and yeah. I think that's a problem that a lot of politicians do, and then they jump the gun, or I think we'll see a couple of people run. Maybe that they're running out of time and they need to make their run right now so that might be true yeah yeah I'll be here to see how it plays out and again this all before President Trump's uh, big announcement on November 15th Uh, wouldn't it be something if he's faking people out on what the announcement is Uh, because nearly everybody in the world expects that they know I, I do think it would be bad for the country if we don't have some space between the verdict and the 2022 election and giving the new Republican Congress a, a chance to lead and to actually put forth an agenda and enact it and do something before we get fully involved and wrapped up in uh, yet another presidential campaign. So, what is likely to happen tonight when they're actually counting the votes? We're going to talk to Henry Olsom about that, polit- columnist for the Washington Post and a fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, and more coming up in this.